0: hello again, everybody welcome back to the podcast retro life for you my name is chris adams the host of the show and with me this week of course none other than the five card stud himself
1: that's what i'm talking about travis Woo! Rollins. Mm, mm, mm. can i just go ahead and say too don't ever change the intro music i love that
0: i mean I, we can be rocking. <laughs> we can be rocking into it, or we can go with the little cheesy 80s music we had before. Man, people love yeah. it all.
1: I think all, all of it. The cheese is good too, though. No, I, I, I will like say, though, cheese.
0: I've always been very partial to the rock intro.
1: Yeah, I do like that. That is really so has. nice. So, I think we
0: may stick with that. Definitely. I do like that. No doubt. So, how's the day going today?
1: Man, it's been a wonderful day. Today's the Mother's Day show, guys.
0: It's, well, I wouldn't say it's gals. a Mother's Day show, but it is Mother's we're, we're Day. We're shooting
1: though. it on Mother's Day. It's not. Yeah, it's not the Mother's Day show. We don't have a We don't have a Sunday show. So, but we're shooting on Mother's Day. So it was a great day. I took took uh, took my wife and mom and my little brother and his uh, fiance girlfriend. I don't know what their status is, but uh, we all went out to eat and then took her to see that new uh, sequel to the Book Club movie with. Uh, I was just telling about it earlier. It has Jane Fonda, Mary Steenbergen, uh, Diane Lane, and uh, Murphy Brown, Candace Bergman. Yeah. Right. And it is hilarious. It's got some other people in it, too, but they don't matter because those four are the stars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we took it's got- it fairly easy today, I would say. We didn't go to the movies or anything. We had a cookout at my sister's house for Mother's Day, and then tomorrow I'm taking my mom out to eat on top of it. So
1: Oh, there you go. Right on. Uh, yeah.
0: Good couple of days in a row there.
1: Yeah. And then last night, uh, my wife, for the first time ever, got to watch the movie that we're uh, covering tonight. Yes. And really uh, cool.
0: Very cool movie. We've been wanting to do this for a while, Travis and I have. We've been trying to find a time to fit it in well. And we get to talking about it. what happened is Travis brought a lineup from it a couple of weeks ago, and it's been stuck in my head ever since. <laughs> right. I, I checked with the last night I said, look, do you want to do Maverick next week? He's like, yeah. Now, we're not talking yeah. Top Gun. No, right. don't get, get to and this is this this is the funny thing. When you look up Maverick online with uh Mel Gibson that movie from 1994, mm-hmm. you literally have to look up Maverick 1994 or Maverick Mel Gibson. If you don't, yeah. all you get is Top Gun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is that's a that's a that's a travesty. <laughs> a
0: travesty. Yes. <laughs> Oh because your, this jokes, movie is your jokes are a travesty <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <I> know, right?
1: <laughs> that's what we call them <laughs> oh my gosh. no that's a it's a shame to really too because this movie is so great like I, we're we've talked about it like you said before and and we both love it and everybody we know that's seen it loves it and it really is you just kind of forget some of these old gems you know that's it, that's why the show exists to remind everybody of the 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 great eighties, seventies, nineties, and two thousands.
0: I started of saying yeah, the, the great eighties, yes, but this is the nineties. But we do exist for that very reason. We like to remember the movies, laugh about them, and if you don't know about it, maybe explain a little to you about it, so you might take an uh, interest and in want to watch it yourself.
1: So absolutely, absolutely, Maverick was, Maverick was so good. um I think it did well at the box office. I don't have that information pulled up in front front of me at the moment. I I,
0: I will tell you, you've got Rotten Tomatoes ready, I believe, right?
1: I do, because I want to razz on Rotten Tomatoes some.
0: Release date, (laughs) May 20th, 1994, nine days after my birthday in 1994. The movie came out, and this had a budget of $75 million estimated. But it grossed worldwide $183,031,272. The opening weekend might not have been stellar for them. I don't know what they went up against, but seventeen million right. two hundred forty-eight thousand five forty-five. Uh, that was reported May twenty-second.
1: I'd say that's not too bad. I mean, a hundred million dollars more than uh,
0: uh, almost almost two hundred million worldwide. One hundred and one million six hundred thirty-one in U.S. and Canada.
1: I was I was going less the seventy odd thousand budget seventy odd hundred million whatever. $75 million dollar <laughs> budget.
0: I'm sitting here telling you what it's like, and you're over there going, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Runtime: two hours and seven minutes. So, uh, pretty
1: decently it does long. Not, it doesn't feel like it, too. Like I said, we just watched a Saturday no. night, and it does not feel that long. It's it so fast paced and hilarious. It, it doesn't it,
0: feel that long because it's got so many. it got it's got such great dialogue in it. It, uh, it just holds your interest the whole time because mm-hmm. you're waiting for the next little you know snappy comeback funny one liner that they put out there yeah uh it's not like it's full of action you know yeah, it's not now, like it's yeah. full of action but it's got some good stuff in it though
1: yeah yeah it's got a couple good little fight scenes and uh the the, the scene where they're on the stage coach and the old, the old stagecoach man dies. <laughs> they try to help him onto the, to the stagecoach when on when they're on the ferry to get across the river, and so so James Garner and uh, Bill Gibson's going to help him onto the stagecoach after Jody Foster. And he's like, well, "What are you doing? I'm driving." <laughs> and they both look at each other, and he's like, "Now help me get up there." <laughs> <laughs> he's He like, starts coughing, but then he like legit dies on the trail, yes, driving the wagon. So that's a good scene.
0: Well, now, before we get to Rotten Tomatoes, <coughs> let's give a little brief description of the movie.
1: Let's uh, do that.
0: Maverick is recreated from the character that James Garner created <coughs> in the me. 1950s TV program, Maverick. Uh, Maverick is a gambler who would rather con someone than fight them. He needs an additional $3,000 in order to enter a winner-take-all poker game that begins in just a few days. He tries to win some. He tries to collect a few debts and recover a little loot for reward, all with a light-hearted air. He joins forces with a woman gambler with a marvelous, though, fake Southern accent Mm -hmm. as the two both try to enter the game. So that's played by Jodie Foster. And she is uh,
1: to interject there. Yes, that is not a fake accent. Jodie Foster talks that country. (laughs) But, <laughs> she has to try to not talk country
0: yeah well, they're making fun of it saying that she's not really southern and right movie, basically yeah. yeah but that's totally
1: yeah. her that's the way she talks
0: he, he's got that great line uh, about a where well what what part of the south is it you're from again ma'am and yeah, she's it, like um oh
1: well, hell we know the same people
0: <laughs> well it was from somewhere in alabama wasn't it
1: yeah she said i'm from alabama oh, no
0: it was montgomery alabama i believe mm-hmm. he's like oh, we know some of the same people then you know name some
1: she turns around that was such a tragic time in my life i'm just trying <laughs> watch your wallet
0: oh yes definitely what did rotten tomatoes <laughs> say about the movie
1: rotten tomatoes I, I i like i think i'm gonna start a trend on the show if we don't get in, i don't think we can get in trouble for it but anyway i'm gonna start razzing on rotten tomatoes because to me rotten tomatoes is really unfair i remember rotten like tomatoes,
0: half of their their ratings they give movies to be honest yeah
1: with. man it's uh what was the tomato meter i'm in the reviews now so this movie got a tomato meter of 68 percent and then with over a hundred thousand score of 71 percent so that goes to tell you what the well if you ever read or listen to critics like i did with sisco and ebert when i was younger you know the critics half the time are just not I don't know. They're just trying too hard to be cool. They're like the uh, the hipster douchebags of the entertainment world.
0: I can remember (laughs) when Siskel and Ebert were around giving their reviews, and I remember like they only gave good reviews to the the movies like The Piano or you know La Chocolat or something silly like that. Schindler's List.
1: Good. Chocolat was good.
0: Yeah, I'd never seen it. I didn't want Schindler's List either, but I mean, they, gave, oh, they gave rave Schindler. reviews of those.
1: Schindler's List is actually really good. This is really good, too, though. But they give it, you know, so I can't find like an overall consensus, but it just puts out top critic stuff. So like the, the main, main headers, you got Maverick is pretty lightweight. It'll probably please, though not thrill, undemanding viewers who are fans of the stars. Maverick is the kind of old fashioned Western comedy we rarely, rarely see nowadays, which that's that's not a bad review. There we got uh, we got Adam Mars Jones, top critic. The script is notionally based on the old television series of the same name, but screenwriter William Goldman has produced something depressingly up to date in its incoherence, its crisis of confidence served up with a sickly grin. It's like, dude, get come on, man. You can't let a comedy movie be a comedy movie. Like this movie was great; it had the original Maverick in it playing a main character.
0: This is the reason why I don't like that kind of stuff. I I love and enjoy movies that it. I I don't don't want a historical event, okay? Right. I don't want something that's cultural. Like they're saying, like like I said, the piano, for example. Mm -hmm. I could care less about that movie or the plot that it was about and everything. No Mm -hmm. interest whatsoever. But say. Uh, the the piano. I can't remember what it's about. It was some like real. Was really that the one with
1: Jeffrey Rush in it though, where he played the autistic guy that played the piano? Because if that's the one, it is. He's that's a great movie.
0: I don't know, but see <laughs> movies like that. See, you like some movies like that though. That that's and that's, and that's you. I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't really care for those kind of movies, right? I just want something that's gonna take me out to a different place I've never been before. Something that I like. Some action wise, a really goofy comedy. A science yeah. fiction movie like I always throw in the last Starfighter, for example. Oh, so
1: you're an you're hold on, let me do this. You're an undemanding viewer who's a fan of the stars. That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I love movies oh, like that too. i just right. love, I love I love the stories. I love the romanticism. I love the the fantasy. I love to be Dude. swept away and taken to a whole different world. Give and then I'm me. Gonna, I love to learn about cultural events as well.
0: Give me Star Wars. Give me Lone Wolf McQuaid. Give me Big Trouble in Little China. Give me the Goonies. All right. Give me the never-ending story. Yeah. You know, give me some things like this that's just entertainment and fun that'll make your mind go to a different place because it's right. not like real life stuff or anything.
1: I got I mean, you. That's,
0: I got that's you. where I want to be at when I'm
1: watching stuff. I see, I uh, respect that 100% though, brother. Shoot. That, that makes me laugh though because when I did, when we were looking up our picks for, we did the to, we so we we spun a wheel to pick our next our, <laughs> our next few shows. Just and it ended up being a lot of fun. And um, when I first was going through to make sure the, my picks were from the decade we wanted them from, I did see Schindler's List, and I was almost like, "Hey, that might be a good one." I was like, "That'll be a boring one," so I, I skipped it. <laughs> it's
0: <a> depressing. One, <laughs> I mean,
1: it is that, that movie's that movie's tough.
0: No, it is. It is. But How about Shawshank
1: you- Redemption. Uh, did you dig Shawshank uh, Redemption? Because I mean, that's we a- should have.
0: Because Shawshank is that was like the longest night of your life. Really? Talk about Shawshank.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You and your good friend, Andy Dufresne.
1: Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne.
0: <laughs> that was a great movie, though. I did it, love that movie.
1: Okay, I, I was wondering if that one might have been in the vein because that's kind of a historically, you know. I mean, of course, it's a Stephen King book, but it's still a lot of things about it are in the vein of a historical. If you didn't know what it was, you'd be you'd think it could possibly be a prison story, a real true prison story from someone's diaries.
0: It was it was definitely a good movie, though. Uh, Would you say that Mel Gibson had better movies in the 90s or the 80s?
1: that's going to be a tough one for me without pulling up his catalog.
0: Well, think about this off the top of your head. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'm already got this kind of stuff in front of me. I will bring it up and I'll give you a quick rundown of a few things. Okay. Okay. I, I just won't run down his entire catalog. Okay. Um, so let me go ahead and I'll start down with some of his stuff in the eighties. Some of it's kind of obvious. We, that we remember he had like, um, uh, I'm looking Mad I'm, Max.
1: Yep. I'm definitely going with
0: the 90s Good going with the nineties. Okay. Because all I can think of from the 80s was Mad Max and Lethal Weapon, really, that stood out to me. I know he did more than that.
1: He did a lot more than that, but yeah. But we're
0: talking about the 80s, which ends in 89. So Lethal Weapon, right. Lethal Weapon 2, Tequila Sunrise, and Mad Max. That is really the bulk of his 80s work that really stands out.
1: Yeah, and then when you go to the 90s, you've got Bird on a Wire, Air America, uh Forever Young, Lethal Weapon 3, Braveheart, Dagum father's day man without a face oh my god man without a face is heartbreaking you
0: got ransom conspiracy theory yeah. get the weapon four
1: yeah and payback I mean, what was he a bad guy in payback wasn't wasn't he a bad guy in that one
0: i don't recall that one i i know i've seen it but i can't tell you for sure
1: i think i might be thinking of the one with uh i might be thinking of michael keaton michael keaton had a movie to, anyway but, but
0: then, yeah, I, mean, I, I think the 90s outweigh his 80s by far
1: absolutely absolutely he, he came on strong in the beginning of the 2000s, uh, but then I felt like he kind of just trickled off a little bit. Because I loved uh, in the early 2000s, you know, uh, the Million Dollar Hotel Hotel was a good one, but then uh, who could forget Chicken Run?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about his classic work. His his classical works now. Yeah, his
1: classical works. Yeah, but no, nah, he had The Patriot. We were soldiers. What women want signs, which signs probably wasn't the best, but. Mel kills it killed it, it was anyway. Was good though. I liked signs. I thought I thought Walking Phoenix was pretty hilarious in it when they were wearing the tin hats. But We Were Soldiers what women want the Patriot were those are three humongous movies. We Were Soldiers is one of the that's, that movie is great. If you hadn't seen that one then you like war movies go watch We Were Soldiers. Yes, Holy cow. It was,
0: it was very good. Mhm. Very good.
1: And Mel um, is just awesome
0: than anything, man. I mean, like we like we mentioned in the Lethal Weapon episode, he's had his uh, off screen moments that uh, kind of set some people off. I, yeah. I think everybody's had their bad times, you know, they've gone through and yeah. said some things they I, wish they hadn't. You know, and stuff. Especially so,
1: especially
0: when they've been drinking a lot, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, alcoholism is a tough thing, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and you you tend to make a a, a butt of yourself at times, right? Though.
1: Did you feel like he was a good uh fit as James Garner's son cuz I I felt like that oh, was like a great pick. I did. Like that was
0: and they played off each other very well in the movie.
1: Their career, their chemistry was was amazing together.
0: Yes, I mean, we don't want to say too much to give uh, a lot of the movie away, exactly. We want people to watch it and enjoy it and be surprised about things and all that. And I feel like this was is going to be one well. that
1: people, that will, will actually have a surprising amount of people that haven't seen it. Because it blew my mind that my wife hadn't seen it. She's a year younger than me.
0: I, I was surprised and when I'm you told like,
1: me. What?
0: I God, was. I did not? Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. How she not see this? But maybe, you know, a Western kind of feel wasn't something that stuck out to her. Maybe she didn't like getting to those kind of movies. Because when I see it. Yep. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is something like Young Guns or Texas Rangers or American Outlaws or Tombstone. Something right. with a Western
1: vibe to it. And in, in our age group, too, you know, um, her, I get a little bit of the tail end of it just because of the people that I was around, I think. But I think more people, 80s babies, so to speak, mm-hmm. are were kind of moving away from the Western stuff was kind of dying out. You know what I mean? Like it, not a whole lot of people are are into just straight up Westerns you know you've got those standouts like unforgiven and tombstone and you know young guns of course and three what is it 310 to yuma you got a couple of those that are just standouts but uh i think that is one thing that may put a few people off to it for sure
0: yeah uh is co-host or co-host co-star I'm sorry. You're the co-host. <laughs> uh, yeah, the co-
1: that's me. But yeah. the co-star. Well, I'm James Garner.
0: The co-star, right, other, than ja- other than James Garner. I think know, if we'll I get... watch
1: this movie a few times, I might get a James Garner. All right there, birdie boy.
0: <laughs> uh, you keep working on it. You keep working on it. It might pop out. I might get that. You never know. But now we'll get to James Garner in just a second. He didn't have yeah, a yeah. huge movie career. He was more television Absolutely. than the movies. But uh, yeah, we're talking Jodie his... Foster.
1: Yes, the leading lady, who I feel like is the most he said that he said the line in the movie that just said it perfectly. She couldn't help it. She is irresistible. And in that movie, she really is. Jodie Foster's never been looked at as, you know, one of the, a movie babe, you know, but uh, she's definitely been looked at as one of the greatest actresses of her class, I think. Um, But she was really, really just, irresistible in this movie she was like she really was she was a what's the
0: first movie this. first movie you seen jodie foster in
1: the first movie i saw her in that i can remember is silence of the lambs
0: yeah that, that's I such a big movie watched,
1: i went back and watched a whole bunch of stuff after that but yeah silence of the lambs is the first thing i remember her from. like just straight up remember her from
0: first thing i remember seeing her in is freaky friday
1: and see I, I guarantee you i saw that way before I saw (laughs) and I promise you I saw uh what was it the her breakout role um house at the end of the street something that that might not have been it she was she was very young and she's
0: got a movie before freaky friday called the little girl who lives down the lane
1: that's it that's it that I think that was the one and it's a quasi scary movie where she had somebody dead in the basement or something. And she was putting on, like she was living there. Like her dad was still, I, I forgot it. But I remember watching that with my, with my cousin. And I'm sure I saw that when I was very young as well. So she had another
0: movie in 80. That was, uh I'm not going to say it was big and huge, but she's known for, which was Fox's. Mm-hmm. And then the next one I can think of that really stands out to me is the accused in 1988. Heck yeah. That was a pretty
1: good one. I remember definitely my biggest ones are Silence of the Lambs, first and foremost, and probably right behind that, Overshadowing Maverick is Nail. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Contact. i
0: be honest with
1: you. Contact was an awesome, awesome movie. And so was Flight Plan. Flight Plan was good, too.
0: Yeah. So she's had her share of stuff, no doubt. Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. She was in a... We don't cover these the, this stuff, but she was in uh, uh, Elysium, which is a really cool movie too. Oh, and cool. dude, she was okay. So this one tripped me out. I thought this movie was newer than what it is. It's called Hotel Artemis. It's an awesome, awesome movie. If y'all haven't seen it, it's got Dave Bautista in it, and it's got uh, Jodie Foster in it. She plays the nurse that like runs this hotel, and it's like this crazy. It's kind of like a John Wick hotel, you know what I mean? Like it's it's <laughs> four, it's for outlaws and stuff like, that, but. Hotel Artemis, just look it up. It's an awesome movie. It's got her in it. She's a main character in it and she does great.
0: (coughs) I honestly have not seen it.
1: Oh, you got to check that one out, man. That one's good. That one's real good.
0: All right. Well, so jumping over, we're going to go to uh, Garner now for a moment.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: James Garner. Uh, I told you mostly television. Now, I I failed to remember some of his movies that I did like. However, he was in Mm -hmm. Space Cowboys in 2000. That was a good movie. that brought back some of the oldie but goodies. You had Clint Eastwood in it with him as well.
1: Oh my god, that movie! Dude, I forgot all about that movie. Tommy That's Lee what, Jones. That when they, I love it when they first get together. They're like they got their team together, you know, and they're in. I don't, I don't remember if it's a bar or a diner or something, but <laughs> they got the young dudes right. And big old buck guys step up like I'll whoop your ass, old man, and like Clint Eastwood <laughs> steps up in his face. He's like, "Go ahead." I've got Medicare. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they're all like, take your shot, oh, boys.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. If you said make my day, I thought you were going to say make my day for a second.
1: I, yeah, that's what you think when you see it. He's like, go ahead. I've got Medicare. <laughs> great. There's a
0: movie you may or may not have seen. Okay, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen this with James Garner, two, two movies I'm going to bring up. Okay. Because the majority of things he was known for after that was Rockford files and the original Maverick TV series. Right. Uh, for the most part, really uh, maybe a few more TV movies and stuff like that. Um, I think he was in fire in the sky also in 83, 93, but the guy who got abducted by aliens supposedly, yes, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, but the two movies I want to bring up is tank mm-hmm. in 1984.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i have not seen that
0: one if you haven't seen tank you've got to watch that you you will enjoy that one for sure i know okay. you, you will like that one the second one is hilarious it's my fellow americans
1: i have seen that
0: the former president
1: i have seen that and that yes. is just oh my god <laughs> that, that, yeah, that I mean, is funny it's
0: who's, the, who's the other guy with him in that movie jack lemon or the other president it's I him think and another right. former, I think him right and another former president Grump-
1: yeah because he was in grumpier old men it was jack lemon
0: yeah and they would <laughs> they had a history of running against each other for president went on the
1: road together yes yeah good lord that movie's hilarious
0: oh it's so funny uh, for anybody if you love a good comedy yeah that is one right there especially if, the if you like them scene.
1: in the vein of grumpy old men or grumpy old men Cause it, it, it's kind of in that vein too. I want real quick. I want to talk about Graham green just for a second, because like, I mean, we don't want to spend too much time running down everybody in the movie. We'll, we'll do a real quick one over the whole cast or not the whole cast, but you know, there's some big names that are cool that make cameos like Clint black and uh, right. Uh, Wayland Jennings and Vince Gill, a few other ones, but, um, but yeah, man, my guy, Graham green, this dude has been, you, if you could see him, And if you have seen this movie, he's Chief Joseph. And if you know that guy, then you know. That guy has been in so many movies, and every movie he's been in, he steals the scene like just about every single time. I remember him. The first thing I think I remember him from, it might not even be, uh, the movie might not even be as old as Maverick, but I remember him first from seeing him in, I think it was called Thunderheart. It was an, old Val, right. Kilmer, an yeah. old Val Kilmer movie.
0: Yeah. It's under on an Indian reservation. The police on the Indian reservation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been a good while, man. That's, that's been a long time. Yeah, dude. That's the one he just sticks out in my brain of seeing him the first time. Cause he was like the sheriff on that, on the res, wasn't he? Did you,
0: did you know something more current and up to date with the dude you're talking about? Is he the voice on red dead redemption too?
1: Oh yeah. 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 I yep, didn't know. Sure enough. It. Yeah.
0: That's a pretty popular game he's got into at that point. So
1: yep, and he's in he's in uh, he's in the Last of Us too. He plays a character in the Last of Us for for a a quick second. So talking about current stuff, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this guy's he's he's been he always plays an Indian, and it's so funny because I felt like in Maverick after seeing him, I say Indian, a Native American, after seeing him and what he was talking about. Uh, the character chief, chief joseph the stuff that he's complaining about is hilarious because it's like i'm not saying he's typecasted in that role because he's done a lot of stuff he was uh he was in the green mile too and yep. um so but anyway yeah no nah, it's just it's, he's a great dude just give him his props and show him some love man he's, and he, he's awesome
0: well, but it's like travis said he's been around in a lot of stuff uh mm-hmm. he would you might not remember this but he was one of the detectives in die hard with a vengeance He's the one that was trying to lead the kids out of school.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure enough, yep, yep. Yeah. He was in Lonesome Dove. I remember my mom Lonesome, watching that.
0: Lonesome Dove TV series. He was in Dances with Wolves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Yes.
0: That's
1: what say. He's been in so much stuff, man. He's been in a lot of things that you you forget about.
0: Well, that is true. i tell you what, let's take a little break here and get uh, an ad in real quick. It's just an ad of a friend of the show. We'll get it in Absolutely. there, and we'll come back, and we'll jump on the rest of the cast that we want to throw out there. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go with some fun facts, maybe some goofs, some goof-ups or something that had happened, and uh, finish up on that. So oh, yeah. in just a second here, and I'm going to get this ad in. Just take a quick listen to this for us. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show today, but bear with me just one moment while I get a quick word in. From a good friend of the show of ours, Tim, at 80s Flicks Flashbacks.
1: Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s Flick Flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. <coughs> New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. It's over. Go home.
0: Go. <laughs> Sorry, bow, Tim, bow. if you're listening, I completely stepped on that. I thought I forgot it wasn't over. You
1: forgot that I, I love the chicka chicka. I just had to I'm just looking in the, th- the
0: background. You guys can't see this right now because we're doing audio. This point, <laughs> but this doofus is in the background, like he's playing his drums over there and he drops his drumstick. So you can hear in the background as it's playing with the drumstick hitting the floor and everything.
1: I'm over here about to die.
0: I'm about the to mics die over here cut. just looking at it. The mics
1: are cut while the ads playing, isn't it?
0: No, not this.
1: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> I was just oh saying being a nut. I didn't, That's I it. Thought the, I thought the mic was cut. You just made the list. Well, hold on. What if next time I? Uh, uh
0: yeah. I see. You think you're funny now? You're hitting the, the mute button now. you probably forget to unmute yourself when we're talking? Again.
1: I know, right? Uh
0: huh. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. He can mute himself being funny but he can't mute himself when he coughs into the microphone in my ear. <laughs> We're I'm I, I'm kicking him to the curb. We're taking applications for co-hosts everybody. Who wants to get in here? Just send your applications into, you know,
1: they won't let's do real it. Life have for a, you at you'll gmail.com. Have a ride on your hands. You'll have a ride on your hands. Who's, <laughs> who, who's skipper without gilligan. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a, I'm a heavy set gilligan, that's for damn sure.
0: <laughs> don't you call me skipper i've lost some weight
1: <laughs> right so yeah.
0: so let's jump in here with alfred molina he plays angel in the movie doc
1: ock man doc ock in the spidey movies and he was great as angel dude wasn't he menacing he was very menacing yeah to not he does be, the- i mean he's a big dude for sure but to not be one of those physical i guess you wouldn't think of him as being physically imposing as the way you would you know a regular bad guy right but his I guess this is acting chops, man. He is just, he was really menacing in that movie.
0: And he's been in other stuff, not just, you know, like menacing roles either. He's been in mm-hmm. some other stuff as well. Uh, he yeah. was in Boogie Nights. Right. Uh, he was- Texas Rangers. Was he in Texas. Of course, he's menacing in that too. He's like a, a wrestler of some sort. But I, I believe he was in, I think it was Texas Rangers he
1: was in. It may have been. I, I mean, he, he's he been in, he's been in, he's got a pretty good doggone uh, accreditation, body of work, I guess you would say. Well, he's done a lot of voice well. yeah, and he's done a lot of voiceover work. Um, uh, yes, uh,
0: for people who are Elder Scrolls fans, he's Elder Scrolls Online.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: The voice of Abner Thorn.
1: Mm-hmm. He's Lex Luthor in Robot Chicken.
0: <laughs> Robot but he was Chicken. in a.
1: He was in uh He's he was with uh, 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 Steve Martin in the Pink Panther. Maybe the sec- maybe the second one, one of the Pink Panther movies he Man, was in.
0: It's been so long since I've seen a Pink Panther movie. I couldn't tell you who was. I couldn't tell you who was in the Pink Panther much less. He was at,
1: actually he was in Chocolat that you were talking about earlier too. Oh my god, he was he was he was Comte de Renaud in Chocolat, and he was Snidely and Dudley Do <laughs> But he's been in a lot of he's been in a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he was in Texas Rangers. He was John King Fisher in Texas Rangers. Rangers. That's
0: it. That was mm-hmm. the name. Pink Panther Two. There you go. I'm looking at it now. Pink Panther Two.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I sorry. see that.
0: So you I'm know, you, you do know yourself after all, man.
1: Now and then, with people that I, I really, really remember, and where I remember him first is from a buddy of mine that says favorite movie of all time. His name's Raymond Holcomb. <laughs> He's going to love that, yeah. But anyway, his one of his favorite movies of all time is Lady Hawk. And do you remember this movie with um Yes, with the King of B movies? Uh Yes, Black Lady King. Hawk. I
0: had Rutger Howard in it, right? Rutger
1: Howard, Thank you. Yes. Uh he played Cesar in in Lady Hawk. Very you, way younger than what we're used to seeing him.
0: <laughs> you do know there's a tie-in with this movie and Lady Hawk, right? Uh uh-uh. uh yes uh i do okay so i I, just go ahead and finish what you were saying i'll go ahead and get the uh, i'll pull this up here real quick
1: that'll blow my mind because i didn't see that that's cool lady hawk for you guys for those of you that don't know it's also a high adventure high fantasy adventure movie a love story about a man and a woman that were cursed one of them was to be a panther at night i believe and the female during the daytime is a hawk hence lady hawk it had um Rutger Hauer and Matthew Broderick, and Michelle Pfeiffer. So it was a it was good, and Alfred Molina, of course. Uh, so yeah, but that, it was a pretty cool movie too, especially if you like those old fantasy type movies. But that was a that one's from nineteen eighty five, and how can you not watch anything with Michelle Pfeiffer in it? She's one of my favorites of all time, one of my dream girls.
0: I believe I'm almost there. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, when Maverick. There's a part in the movie where Maverick sees a hawk, and mm-hmm. he says to Annabelle, "You know what that hawk means?" She says, "What?" Well, he says, "Absolutely nothing." It says it's oh. a sly, it's a sly <laughs> reference. It says to Lady Hawk from '85, which is also directed by Richard Donner, who directed this, and produced by his future wife Lauren Shuler Donner, which is also has a bit part in this movie as oh, one please. of the ladies that comes in and bring towels when they're in the those hot uh, and like and it soaking in the hot tubs at the end of it yep yep you would hear James Garner looking and say thanks mrs D right and yeah. she walks off yeah so they took oh, a little man. uh little reference out to that since you brought that up that's amazing you brought that up not even knew about this
1: that's pretty cool yeah I do I, I had no idea that's cool to know that is super man. cool oh well, look, we got we got to hurry up we got to mention we gotta get James some Coburn
0: well go ahead and uh get James Coburn out there I think what we'll do is uh we'll stop at James Colburn as being in you know somebody in the movie. But yeah. what we'll do from there is uh in our uh trivias and fun facts and stuff, we'll mm-hmm. throw out some of the cameos that were in there.
1: Yeah, that's good. Go so, ahead
0: and talk about James Colburn for a
1: minute. Well, so James Colburn is a legend, uh especially among uh Western TV shows, movies, you name it. This man has been working since uh well From the earliest that I see, it feels like he's probably been working longer than that. But 1953 was his first uh, uncredited uh, appearance in in Four Star Playhouse. He played a a sailor, but man alive, he has been in so many of those old westerns that I watched at my grandma's house because they had like tons and tons of VHSs. Uh, Bat Masterson, Bourbon Street Beat, Tate, which was a real big uh, TV show, I think, for a little while um the magnificent he was brit in the magnificent seven which is also outside of our uh decades but the magnificent seven is one of the greatest movies of all time because it has yul brenner playing a cowboy and yul brenner playing a cowboy is the funniest thing it's not meant to be a comedy movie but i'm telling you now yul brenner the the town is like taken over by, it's they just did a remake. So the town's taken over by outlaws and they're wanting the Magnificent Seven to save him and all. So one of the ladies is talking to Yul Brynner, and Yulbrenner goes, I tell you what I gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. I love it. So, but yeah, no, James Garner's just been, he's been in all kinds of stuff, man. Just from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, you said James 2000s. Garner,
0: you mean Coburn?
1: I, I meant James Coburn. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and he was also in another movie that I had just talked about. He played Justin Fairfax in Payback with Mel Gibson a little while later. So, yeah, just give that dude his shout outs, man. He's a, yeah, he's another one of those that like you just know him. He's, he's iconic. He's got that iconic voice, that real deep voice. And just a uh, pretty, pretty awesome.
0: Cool. Cool. So to get some fun facts on here, then. Some Mm -hmm. little trivia and fun fact-type deals. Uh, Near the movie's beginning, Maverick asks a young man wearing a bowler hat at the poker table who claims to be a gunfighter what his name is, and he He answers Johnny Harden. Harden. So when Maverick fumbles his chips pretending to be scared and then clowns around pointing his own gun at the youth, basically, you get to see the scene. It's a little thing where Maverick's acting scared of what's going on, like he would stand no chance you're a gunfighter I'm a poker player. What kind of chance would I have? And suddenly... He whips the gun out real fast. He says, absolutely no chance at all, right?
1: Then he said it real yeah. serious.
0: Yeah, it's like a real, yeah. just a I humorous scene. scene.
1: It was almost like Doc Holliday punking what's-his-name in Tombstone. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. kind of that kind of punk moment. And then right. what was really funny was when they sat down, Jodie Foster leaned in on him and goes, was that fast? That, that looked fast, look fast to me. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Johnny, Johnny Harden goes, Yes, ma'am. That was fast. It was fast.
0: <laughs> now, the Johnny Harden was based off the real life John Wesley Harden, who was a notoriously fast, volatile, deadly gunfighter from the Old West. Yes. They say he was shot and killed more. He shot and killed more than forty men before being shot in the back of the head himself in
1: eighteen ninety-five. Hmm. You know something I thought that was interesting about that when I was looking at that is that he was born near Bonham, Texas. Bonham. William H. Bonney. Bonney? Like, <laughs> I just thought that was pretty neat. I was like, ooh, my brain does weird stuff like that. I was like, oh, he's born in Bonham. I wonder if William H. Bonney, you know, Billy the Kid got, uh, I wonder if I had anything to do with the town. Who knows? Back in the day, that was a big deal. People it would was. be named after towns. Towns would be named after people. Stuff. So right.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you remember in the movie where James Garner is reading off the rules, the explanation of the rules of the poker tournament? Yes. So he pulls out his own guns and claims they are the only weapons. I was wondering
1: today. I was wondering yesterday if that was a faux pas that they kept in the movie. It is just to be funny.
0: It is. He said he dropped his gun and it wasn't scripted. And being the actor he was, he kept on acting and it resulted in a funny moment that the director kept in the final
1: cut. Yeah. Cause James Coburn reaches down and picks it up and he's like on his side. He like wiggles his hand, like, give it to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That was so great.
0: Now, one of the things you and I talked about that we liked a lot Mm
1: -hmm.
0: about this movie, it is packed full of cameos. Yes. Not just in the poker tournament, but throughout the whole movie. Right. Uh, And a lot of it's got to do with people who had worked with Donner on other films. Mm -hmm. Or, like in this case, there is several throwbacks to Lethal Weapon. Yes. There is uh, Danny Glover robbing a bank. Mm-hmm. And along with him, the bank robbers with him. One of them is country singer Cal Head.
1: Cal Cal Ketchum.
0: How yeah, Ketchem. I was gonna say Cal Hetchum. Yeah, it's um, contagious, huh? I know it is, man. See what you have done tonight? How catch him and right, let me do one. Let me do
1: one. How about Corey Haim?
0: Uh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That would have been a, that would have been a real trick right then, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Now Cory Feldman, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you had a and, and that was the funny scene. We we were actually talking about this scene a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago as well when we were talking about Lethal Weapon. Because yes, because it was a cameo of him. And Mel Gibson pulls his mask and look at him. They kind of glanced each other and they shake their head a couple times. And you hear the the saxophone music from Lethal Weapon playing in the background. Right,
1: right. It's so funny too because when he's sitting there looking at who is it Jeffrey Lewis who we didn't mention? Yes, the banker. <laughs> uh, he said sitt- he's telling him, "Give me the money, give me the money, old man." And, like, you see Mel just sitting there just, like, recognizing him. Yeah. And then he pulled it down, and then they look at each other like, nah. And then they do it again like, nah. (laughs) That was a real good part. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, Jeffrey Lewis is one of the cameos. You know, he's the the, the banker there. Mm -hmm. He's been in quite a few good movies in the past. Uh, You've got country singers. Now, this is at the riverboat during the tournament. There's a band playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And that's actually Restless Heart, okay, country group. Uh Carleen Carter. I don't know if that's before or after. You know, you, some people may know her. I think it's Carleen Carter Cash too. I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless she dropped going with that name. Uh, plays a waitress in the riverboat. Uh, Vince Gill was a spectator at the poker game. Clinton Black was a gambler. Yep. Uh, they get thrown off the boat for cheating. Waylon was, Jennings was and the Kathy Mattea
1: cheating. He had a uh, card up his sleeve.
0: Right, it's him. And then Waylon Jennings and Kathy Mattea are two people with guns on the riverboat. Yeah, um, you see a numerous stars of classic TV westerns that play in the poker tournament. You get Denver Pyle, that was Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazzard. Yep, played in other things like uh, Griffith *The Griffith and the Darlings*. Too. He no, no, off. no, 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 no. He jumped off the boat. Yeah,
1: That's what I was about to say. Cause he asked him if he, he's like, help yourself. And he helped, he held his own hat.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can do it myself. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you another funny one. We were talking about how Tasha hadn't seen that movie before. And I was like, do you not see all these stars? There's uncle Jesse sitting right there. She's like, where? And I was like, right there. And she's like, I don't see him. I was like, are you kidding me right now? He's sitting right in front of you. And I was like, Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazzard. She's like, oh, oh, my God. I was thinking Uncle Jesse from Full House. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> You,
0: you have failed her, Travis.
1: I know, man. I was like, what in the world? How in the hell?
0: Oh, my God. And then I didn't notice these people because I hadn't really watched these shows at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not until the last five years have I picked up on watching older Western TV shows like the Virginian and such. But. Mm-hmm. Um, You had, other than Denver Pyle You had William Smith from Laredo You had Doug McClure And James Drury Drury, D-R-U-R-Y It sounds like I'm saying jewelry in a way, don't it? James Drury from the Virginian, Henry Darrow From the High Chaparral, and Robert Fuller from Wagon Train and Laramie I read somewhere, I think What was the Guy's name that played Cheyenne, do you remember?
1: Cheyenne Clint something. Oh,
0: baby. I don't remember. I think it's Clint Walker. I think I I, I read somewhere where Clint Walker was supposed to have a a little brief part as a a sheriff on there. Mm -hmm. And he was always, which is, which is fine because he was always sheriffs everywhere he went when he was Cheyenne.
1: Okay. Well, I got two cameos. I got two cameos to throw out real quick before you get to them. Just so So we forgot. We forgot Vince Gill. No, we um, didn't.
0: We said Vince Gill.
1: Did we say Vince Gill already? He was a spectator of the game. Right. Okay. Well, we. Met, well, I know we didn't say Reba McIntyre. No. She was a spectator. And then we also had Margot Kidder, who was in some movies that almost made our Wheel of Destiny tonight. Superman. She was Lois Lane.
0: She was, yep. And Donner did the first Superman. Yes. So that's another tie-in, another Donner tie-in. Now, Reba actually was a, I think she was a waitress.
1: Was she a waitress?
0: Yeah, I believe she was a waitress. Okay. If I read correctly earlier Um, So I mean It was just packed full of people That was extras in there That was fun Just to see the cameos show up It had you wondering Who's going to show up next At this point Right Honestly Um, Said that Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster Became close friends While making the film She was also considered to play Mel Gibson's love interest again Mm -hmm. In Conspiracy Theory in 97 Mm -hmm. But she turned it down To make contact So the role went to Julia
1: Roberts I think she did a contact was awesome. I think
0: she did good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now James Garner played the character Zane Cooper, Mm -hmm. but in the original Brett Maverick in 1957, of course we talked about this. James Garner played that role of Maverick. Sometimes in the old TV show, Brett Maverick's brother, Bart Maverick would show up, Mm. but never once in this movie. However, at one point somebody called uh, James Garner, character Zane Cooper. They called him Bart. Ah. I don't know if he caught that or not. I did not. It's one of the little things that flew, that flew over my head as well. We mentioned, well, let's see here. Leo Gordon, who plays one of the poker players in the first card scene. That's where the first card game where he's at the table with Johnny Harden and Angel mm-hmm. in that one place. Um, he wrote four episodes of the Maverick TV series in the 60-61 season. And made five guest appearances as Big Mike McComb in between 57 and 59. So he's going to tie in with the old Maverick.
1: Okay. I want to mention somebody real quick. Because mm-hmm. we, know, we, know, we know Clint Black had a song in the movie. So we yes. had a lot of, we had, and we did have a lot of, we to have a few country songs. But do you, how about, without looking it up, do you know who the composer was?
0: Composer the of what? The,
1: the music. Not, not a, the, the actual music for the movie. I'm gonna do I it give ready. up. Who was it? You got a friend in me. <laughs> oh, you got a friend in me.
0: <laughs> Woody from a Toy Story.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Randy <laughs> Newman. Yeah, Randy Newman's done uh, so much stuff. It, it's crazy. That man has been. Uh, he's composed like half of the cartoons that anyone listen is, listening has ever seen, uh, probably.
0: So uh-huh. you were not a part of the show when we did Three Amigos, but he's in Three Amigos. He uh-huh. also he also provided the voice of the singing bush. Did he? Yes, and he wrote the songs for them, like that um My Little Buttercup song. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the uh blue um oh blue something that they're singing while they're in the desert and little animals start singing along with them.
1: Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just I love Randy Newman. Sometimes I get on a Newman kick, man. I start listening to his music. That dude is hilarious. He actually does some really really funny songs. And to have he, he's he's kind of like George Carlin and uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. In that to have done so much work with children and kids stuff that he can be pretty vulgar. <laughs> it's like mind blowing <laughs> when you hear some of the stuff he does when he sings. It's like whoa, really.
0: That's hilarious. You mentioned Corey Feldman earlier uh, yes. about being one of the robbers, bank robbers. Yeah. Um, he claims in a Yahoo interview that Richard Donner originally intended for Feldman to play Johnny Harden, but it was oh. vetoed by Mel Gibson after the audition. He didn't think he was uh, right for the role of Johnny Harden.
1: I could see that. that. That kid that they had playing Johnny Harden. I I liked the way he did that. Especially would it be in a small part too, the way he was like mm-hmm. uh I, th- I think I'm done with y'all folks for the evening. By like the way, he, his little subtleties, I guess you'd say, I think did right. do well in that role.
0: And his eyes, too. He does yep. those those squinted eyes, you know, the, the, the that you would see from someone like that at that time. It's supposed to be like a...
1: Yeah, he looked know. like a gunslinger. I wouldn't have believed Corey Feldman as one.
0: No, it'd be hard to believe I'd, that. I'd, really. Corey
1: Feldman could be Dirty Steve, but not...
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Navajo... <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> um, there's a, another lethal weapon reference And also this goes as a line When Joseph uh, You know the, the Indian uh, When he, he runs off with him as well But uh it says another lethal weapon reference Arises when Annabelle shrinks Maverick's Lucky shirt In the same way that Leo so shrank funny. his shirt And lethal weapon too
1: Yeah that was hilarious too
0: Do you remember when they run up on the Indians The first uh, when Joseph and his other people Come around there Yes uh, and he's, he's, he's like, does anybody pick up on what he's saying? They're like, well, you're the one that knows Indians. You know, you talk to them. Right, so right. he's having this whole thing like, you know, you know, uh, point at him and say,
1: and, and yeah, speak loudly him, like yeah, you're like angry. Speak loudly, angrily. Yeah,
0: you know, shoot your gun in the air and make lots of noise. And right. so finally he tells them, Do you see what he did right there? Tapped his hand and did this with it. He goes, that means that we can leave. We, we can we, we can go if one of us survives the Indian bravery test. She says, yep. well, what is that? He's like, that's when they cut off both your hands. If you don't make a sound, then, you know, you get to live.
1: Yeah. So
0: he's going to go off with them and all this stuff. And she gives him the goodbye kiss and all this stuff. And as he's going off, he goes, get both my hands cut off. My lucky shirt will fit again. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Heck yeah. I love that part, was, too, where he's like, he's like, who's the broad? Chief Joseph is in the language. He's like, who's the broad? And he's like, yeah, yeah, hey point at her and say you want her and he's like i do and he's yeah. like ah, i do want her and he's but then he started making the faces he's like he started barking like a dog yes and his eyebrows and stuff
0: <laughs> that was crazy
1: Dude, no how about when he stole the money okay so now i'm gonna get you since we're since we're getting close to the end of the show i'm gonna get you first what was your uh, favorite part of the movie that's the favorite scene
0: oh my god uh I just, man, it's hard to pick one uh it's it might be the whole bank robbery scene where Danny Glover comes in, and he has a recognizing moment with him with the lethal weapon music uh playing. The the whole throwback to that. It it, it might just be that, but Heck yeah. and there's there's so many funny things that happen, so many good scenes in there.
1: It is um, non stop. The whole movie from from front to back, from beginning to end, this movie is nonstop gold. I'm just I'm I'm gonna go with the bank scene. What about you? I'm gonna have to go with Chief Joseph, man. When when they first. <laughs> Not the scene where he first rolls up, but when, when they get back to the town and he's just razzing on him, he's just messing with him. And like, so he's like, you got, he's like, wait a minute. What? You've got $22,000? Yeah. And he's like, I've never seen 22000 Can I see it? He's like, hell, you can roll in it. So then when he gets it, he's like, it's newspaper. So it's like, he's having a heart attack. So he's like, I'm going to kill her. So like just slaps him. He's like, get a hold of yourself, man. Everyone's looking. And he's yeah. like, I got your money. I just wanted to mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, he gets the Russian guy. The Russian guy's going to have the experience. Of, uh, he's, he's complaining because the Russian guy's like, hey, yeah, he wants me to speak stupid. Like, how, white man? yeah, he, He's like, I hate you people. So he's like razzing on the white man. But anyway, he goes to talk to him.
0: It wouldn't be know. so bad they weren't playing those stupid drums all night.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> But he tells the dude, uh, uh, he's getting. Um, he first taught him a thousand. Uh, he first taught him five hundred. Or no, first taught him a thousand. But then he told Maverick f- he, that he got a five hundred to do it, and they split it fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. And then he, then he when, he, when he gave him his bow, the dude grabbed the sh- the gun because the bow snapped his hand, and he's like, no, no. He's like, if Indian don't die in Indian way, not make it to Promised Land or not make it to hunting ground in the sky. He's like, so two thousand to shoot at him. So then he gives Maverick, he's like, oh, I saw yours, buddy. He said, like, I got him up to a thousand. And he's like, all right, that's silly. He, he probably would have went for two. And he's like, no, 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 no. no. That's pushing it. That's pushing yeah. it. <laughs> he's, he told him, uh, he said he just got the feeling that all his friends are trying to stiff him. And like Chief Joseph pat him on the back. He's like, ah, what are friends for? <laughs> right. But yeah, that whole, just the whole interaction with Chief Joseph, man, that was great.
0: All in all, it was a great movie. Yes. No doubt. So we hope that you guys will definitely check this movie out. If you have not seen it, if you have seen it, and it's been a while, go back and give it a rewatch. I mean, yeah, you you enjoy it like it. you did.
1: The only thing, the only thing that I would, I guess, maybe warn or about, uh, with it is it. I could not believe I said, I told Chris this before the show started. I do not remember it looking. Now I rented it on, uh, Amazon prime. So it may be better like on Blu-ray or some other streaming service. But it looked older than, like, it it did. It looked like a much older movie. I mean, granted, it's about to turn 30 years old, but it just seemed like our movies were a a little bit, it had that old Western feel to it. Like, it just, uh, production value was through the roof on it for sure. But it just seemed like the film.
0: I I do remember reading something about, uh, this was the first film that was released on Kodak's EXR twenty three eighty six polyester print stock. I wonder if that's the type, uh, okay. the reason why we see it that way—that special kind of.
1: And it was the first film that they ever did on it, and all that it yeah. may not have stood up when they digitized it. Could be, could be. But yeah. other than that, that's that's the only uh, gripe that I would have about it. it was like, I don't know. That may just I may just be griping because we're getting older. <laughs>
0: I know I do every morning when I wake up. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, hey, it was my birthday recently. And I tell everybody, I don't mind throwing my age out there. It doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. But I tell everybody that I celebrated the 20th anniversary of my 30th birthday. Just think on that.
1: 30th anniversary.
0: No, the 20th anniversary
1: of my 30th birthday. 20th anniversary. That's right. Of my 30th. Birthday.
0: That is correct. So we'll just That's leave a, it at that. They they can wonder about that out there if they want to. Do you have anything yeah, you want to leave know. us with today, Travis?
1: That's a good one. um I don't know, man. Uh, I put you
0: on the spot on this, and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan ahead of this.
1: Well, th- we're doing westerns though. So last last uh, last show, I had I, I got off on on a, I razzed on a football team. So how about uh, how many Dallas Cowboys fans does it take to change a light bulb? how many they don't they just sit around and talk about when it did work ooh <laughs>